but you, you guys ready for this this anecdote first day in the operational air force i got done with basic training and tech school i'm at my first duty station not really first day but first week so it's me and one other guy that we went to school with and we're sitting at our desk we're you know getting familiar with things and uh my boss who is the shop lead so he's you know very high up there um proceeds to ask us do you guys ever seen a brain with hair on it mm-hmm. now i grew up with brothers so my first inclination was let's not turn around so quickly this <laughs> sounds like a trap baby it's a sack attack and guess what guess what he had it gripped tightly even between his hand mm-hmm. cuddling his shaft only to show us that one of his balls squeezed the bloody murder the yep. <laughs> sack attack baby yeah i just i find that the, it was the most funniest it was definitely like a test like how cool are you are you gonna narc on me kind of cool or are you 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 down to hang with my nuts hanging out of my we had a guy that at the old at the metal shop i worked at for a long time ago who used to work there a long time ago he's an old friend of mine i've known him now for many many years since i moved to the city but he was he did that for a second he was sack attacking everyone but he would like text a photograph to like everyone in the shop except for me i think out of respect thankfully because i never got attacked and uh i'm i'm grateful for it and this man is now like a professor or some shit so i'm not gonna out his name (laughs) but when he was a little more crass and a little more loose Kids he probably still days. is, but he just take he just his dick his and twist it. <laughs> <laughs> the old grab him by the dick and twist it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my gosh! It's the first round. <laughs> sideways season three episode 11 um we're here to party and rock and roll and my party goers are here we have chris pabs we have brian dunclow i'm a little like a cannon off safety oh he's gonna explode i've got julio aponte i'm back He's back. Oh yeah, I'm back too. By the way, guys, and then we have the most back is so back, Zashan Siad. I'm back for a limited engagement. <laughs> Ooh, get him on the shelves while he's here, because he's gonna get pulled soon. It's oh, like Crystal Pepsi. Yeah, that shit was garbage. <laughs> for me, for... <laughs> it's like Crystal Gravy. <laughs> just like mama used to make in the back of the garage and before it exploded um wow so today's topic is a part two of a previous conversation that we had and that is resin talk 2.0 um so we had gotten some follow-up questions from our listeners um asking about more information about resin building tools and things of that nature and some tips and tricks so we figured we would circle back on that subject and start expanding a little bit further um and go from there i figured we're, we're going to keep this train going of light-hearted conversation kind of 
soften you guys up before we hit another deep topic. So um, we're going to get rolling. So, Babs, do you have the, the question at hand, by chance, or any of the specific I do, yeah. Um, so I do. I don't... Enough. I don't think he. I don't know if he wants me to say his name, but I'll I'll keep it. I'll keep it uh, anonymous. Andrew Spiderman. Says, yes. <laughs> Spider-Man. Sir Spiderman. He's been knighted. No, no hyphen. No hyphen. Um, so he says, uh, "Hey guys, huge fan of the show. I was wondering if you can do a resin 2.0 episode. I want to start my first resin conversion." Uh, I was going to just raw dog the sweet potato. But thought, I love this guy. <laughs> quote, why not ask five strangers how they handled their potatoes first? <laughs> oh, I rock spit in its mouth. <laughs> wow. Uh, up, mainly, cut it in half. mainly to start uh, the start to finish process you all use, but also what protection measures should I keep in mind? Things like what mask to use? Can I, uh, can I use uh, an air booth to pull dust out? Should I double wrap? Etc. Um, <laughs> it would be greatly, it would be greatly appreciated to be gangbanged by all your tips. So, do we have, do we have this listener's so, consent first? You know, we're in first, so My first follow-up question is actually for Julio. Is my question is that like, um, so is it when you like when you said when you spit in the, its mouth, right? Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. do you do you do you slap them before or after? Or after. Both? You need to splash. Just, okay. <laughs> All about cool. I figured that was fitting, and as as the listener was a little bit more blue with their commentary, I figured I could kind of follow it up with a little and bit. Of that. But I like this. Kind of, I like this. I like this uh, question. This is cool, guys. Talk. Let's talk. Guys, follow up question: Butter or no butter when you're raw butter. dogging your potato? Yeah, yeah. Butter. Dude. How about salt and pepper? Do like, we integrate some like poison into the mix too? Uh, uh, I like a little bit of crushed garlic in there and spray on making garlic this butter. Is, this is the shit Chives they do too? over cool. in fucking the UK. Chives and, and <laughs> garlic. In America, you just turn dogging. fucking butter, dude. <laughs> a little wow. bit of garlic. <laughs> oh, shit. It's gin. Salt bay. <laughs> we all instinctively do the salt bay. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, so truth be told, um, yeah. During the f- the f- like yeah. our initial resin episode, I don't actually remember what we talked about. We talked. What did we talk about? We talked about uh, resin. Re- yeah, resin by itself. But like, what did we? What did we exactly? Did we talk about our process per se? Or uh, I don't know. We talked about a lot of shit. Yeah. We could go into the, we can go into depth and talk more about stuff. I mean, I mean, I think I. I, mean, I oh gosh, I can talk about my process. That's fine. I, I've I've held no. I have no confidentiality clauses for my method. No NDAs. No NDAs. No NDAs. <laughs> Chris works on the surface. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, you know, it's no secret like to what I do. You know, I mean, step one is buy the resin kit. Step two, wait six mm-hmm. months for it to arrive. Step three, mm-hmm. or more. Look at it. Step four, put it in the closet. Step five, wait five years to build it. Uh, True. <laughs> Skip a step ten. Or to find the companion step, kit and get the companion yeah. kit, and then to build step it. Step five takes a while. <laughs> um, but truthfully, usually what I do first is I open it up. Even even before thinking about building it, I always open it up to see if everything is there. It's the first thing you should always do with a resin mm-hmm. kit because it, the the thing with resin kits is even though it's built or built, even though it's it's produced per se in a, in a factory, uh, a large scale factory. Uh, things uh, slip through the cracks. Um, you might be missing pieces. You might have duplicates of pieces instead. Um, you might have some casting issues. You might have uh, missing extra pieces, per se. Like, um, 
a, lo a lot of resin kits these days have additional things like photo etch parts, metal, uh, metal detail up parts, uh, decals specifically for the kit um, that could be missing. So the first thing you should always do is do a parts count of everything. Usually a good resin company will have a parts list sheet within their instruction manual or something separate. And it's always a good idea to just check that list off because, because you know, you don't want to be like two thirds of the way building and painting this kit. And then you realize that you're missing a very important part uh, that um, that's heartbreaking and disappointing and you don't want to go through that. So first things always, always do a parts, uh, parts checklist and then uh, take it from there. Step one. Okay. Agreed. And then a little side asterisk next to that statement. Make sure you keep track of the parts that you've, accounted for because it's never it's never it's worse when you go to do your pounds you have everything and then you put them away and you don't know where you put them and you're like oh shit i have now lost said parts that i had before um yeah. so yeah always get put baggies. them like ziploc bags try to oh, keep word. them in containers or something so you don't lose them especially those small little little detail parts those can be uh, quite elusive oh yeah for real when i got the uh Sazabi, i bought the Sazabi verka resin upgrade but i got a bootleg like a shop 2000 style bootleg off of ebay i think it was uh i gave that to julio by the way julio that's the one that you mm -hmm. have right and when i got that thing it came in three bags uh all the everything was just like a mess and i had to download instructions off of the internet to Ooh be able to see what the fuck was going on and so i went through that as painstakingly uh some of my earlier youtube videos actually i think i was fucking around with it um and i put everything in individual baggies like um like the ice to buy lego you know and you get like lego part you can buy from bricklink or whatever individual parts and they those guys will ship shit in small bags so i just saved all those bags in a bigger bag and uh yeah they work out um but yeah so that's a one way, uh, another, the uh, compartmentalized, not really a tackle box, but you know, the clear plastic ones mm -hmm. that are made by Art Bin yeah, or whatever segmented ones, you can adjust the sizes. Those are actually pretty good for a lot of different things. And um, yeah, if you can get those, just save them. Mm -hmm. They kind of take up space, but. What else can you do? Fucking hate resin. <laughs> <laughs> no, Julio. Like when we first kicked it at the spot, you put together that resin oh, form, yeah, right? Yeah, Forty-four yeah. scale. Oh yeah. We had some good conversations about that because I, I had old uh, process with working with props and stuff like that. But you know, dealing with model kits is, is a whole different whole beast. Different. I mean, there are commonalities, but it's, it's few. Yeah, um, that sucked. How'd that work out though? It came out all right. Yeah, it sucked. I feel like stripping it and repainting it all the time. But that's that's is that a uh, testament to the kit? Or a testament oh, to the you? kit was all right. It came with all the parts. Uh, there were a couple of extras. Nothing was broken. Yeah, it was, I, it I came remember. Right overall. I remember when you had painted that, and <laughs> I didn't mean to be rude because this was like this was shortly, like shortly after we had just initially met. Right, you built that thing. And, you know, you posted it. And then I, I, I remember sending you a message specifically. It was like, is this finished? <laughs> and I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it in a way that that was Cold like bloody. in a rude way. Yeah. But like it it felt like you it sounded like you wanted to do more to it. But you, yeah, you didn't because was, you were so intimidated by it. it. And it was a time crunch. It was that uh, resin competition. Ah, yeah. That, yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. I definitely want to strip it. I feel it all the time. It's not even out. Put in a box somewhere. 
Oh, is that the one that I did the Briegel for? Mm, yes, no. this was. Is it? Because I did Oscar for that same I think year. So, yeah, I, I feel yeah. like was it Danny, Danny Gump competition? Mm-hmm. Maybe. It might have been. It was for Danny Gump. Dude, you got a shit ton done, Brian. <laughs> like a shit ton done on the Briegel. I uh, can be obsessive. <laughs> Hyper fixie. It's a superpower. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. there was laser fingers. Yeah, laser hands. <laughs> One man's trash is another man's treasure. <laughs> so, so that works both ways. Back on topic, right? So, step one is, is your parts yeah. checklist, yeah. right? And then uh, the 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 part that the part one a that that uh, step one a that that Kyle had mentioned. Make sure you organize your pieces and know where everything is. It's very easy to to figure out what you need, um, especially with the more popular uh, resin designers slash companies that uh that now output stuff because they also have during their instructions they tell you which pieces you specifically need for each piece or each part um so you know like whatever you need for the head just grab those put those away put them and this goes with with your regular kits right it just makes it easier to have everything organized you can just grab it whenever you need it and stuff like that so that's great right. so um that's step 1a step two is then kind of planning and this is kind of depending on um, how involved the kit is. If it's nothing but a detail up kit, you don't have to do much planning, right? You are just replacing pieces, putting the new piece on, and then Bob's your uncle. Well, well that's not really saying in the U.S. Uh, done and dusted. Well, with it, well, no. within reason. Yeah. And within I have reason, a, right? a, little, a little thing I can mention. Yeah, go for it, Brian. Chris, because uh, I was just recently working on this and as I no one here and uh, no one there and, and Ladyland can can fucking see this. So this is the Simpro Spartan, <laughs> Spartan upgrade yeah. for the Master Grade uh, Sniper 2.0. Um, there were things that needed to be that needed to be planned out after I did the the fit. Right. So you're talking about get your shit together, know what you're working with. Obviously, I built the kit out, had the parts ready, going through the instructions. But as I encountered things, it wasn't this even though this is just a dress up kit, there were things that I had to modify and nothing was spec um, specified anywhere. Mm. Uh, it was just things that I was, they were observational. Right. right? So when, I think when you're doing your, your process, Chris, I think these are things that you would probably come yeah, across. So right? I was, I was kind of leading up to it. So essentially, Oh, okay. So no, no, you're fine. So, so, you know, depending on how, uh, how involved your, the, the, the process can be, there are things that you will have to kind of keep in mind. So for example, um, with a, uh, for example, the the Ujaland High New, right? Like that is technically, in you know, in the simplest of terms, it is a, a dress up kit, right? You, it has certain details, it changes some proportions, stuff like that. But you do have to cut into yeah. the frame to be able to fit these parts in. Um, you have to cut into the leg, uh, on well, more specifically the the calf. Um, you you kind of have to cut into the torso, the shoulders, the backpack. It's it's a very involved thing, and you have to be very precise with with the measurements of cutting otherwise things won't fit and that's that kind of goes um hand in hand with maybe even modifying the resin pieces because the resin pieces might not fit all that well um so it's easy to kind of it's easy to kind of just slap it together and be like oh well this kind of looks crooked. why does it look okay that's because you're not planning like the fit essentially right um right. you know think these things kind of are foregoed by the resin designer and the um the casters just to get it out of the door as quickly and as cheaply as possible because it's it's a smaller man operation um 
and the uh, the margins are razor fucking well, very thin. That's that's the sad kind of whole thing of this thing. They make excellent excellent yeah. things, but yeah, you know, that's in terms of profits and 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 making a buck off of this. It's 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 difficult. Um, but yeah, so uh, planning is is extremely important, especially when you're doing something. Um, more complicated than, than than a dress up, but at the same time, even with a dress up, there are things that you'll have to account for that you won't necessarily have to think about whenever you're doing a more modern plastic kit. And um, that's something that people won't tell you because they'll be like, "Oh yeah, you just have to do some cleanup and blah blah blah, and then slap it on, mm. paint it, you're done." Right. It's just it's just like well, a plastic I mean, kit. in a way. Well, people say it's just like a plastic kit, right? Yeah. Uh, oh yes, they can. And um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna add a little bit more here to what you were saying too, Chris, but. In a way, it can seem like that, though, you because the other things that come that are incidentals, right, like the the pollerins that I had to deal with on this kit, for example, um, that's just second nature. It's just something you come across and you deal with. And as you get more comfortable building different kinds of models and different kinds of whatever, you get more accustomed to working on stuff. So your familiarity with the craft and the hobby itself makes those um problems less significant and so they almost become imperceivable to a degree so like i don't think that there was a single thing that i really necessarily had to do to this model but i know that there was a bunch of shit that i had to do to it and that i still have to do to it um but to me though i will say no this is really simple you can just it's a plug and play you know slap and go but a beginner modeler that might be like very enamored with the hobby and wanting to go and do um, a dress up or whatever on a, on a, re a regular model kit, a resin dress up uh, for these Gundam kits in specifics. Uh, I'm not talking about like armor or planes or anything else like that, but like it, it is a little bit more to it. So take time and plan like Chris is talking about. And it, that is very, very much important to observe what you're working with, like build your model, read the instructions like Chris was saying. And like, yeah, so I'm just I'm just really trying to reinforce, I guess, a little bit of what Chris is saying. So I want to add another asterisk to right. step two. Um, so the asterisk is specific to figure garage kits. So we talked about robos and all that. It's a similar fashion, but this is more heavy on the test fit. So test fitting will do a multitude of things. One. You'll get acquainted with what the parts are and where they go because um, unlike some of the more high-end well put together resin kits for some of the robot stuff figure kits you get one sheet of paper that shows you the parts and a general arrow thing and that's it there's a lot of times you're just trying to like i have 17 pieces of hair how the fuck is this supposed to come together you have to get intimate with your model and understand okay yep this isn't just a tab this is actually a connection point where the that slid in you know you have to be mindful of where your your mold lines are where your cleanups are and things of that nature you know because you don't want to just start gluing parts together and then handle it. you want to look at the parts see how they come together yeah. build them into sub assemblies get an understanding of things this is where blue tack is your friend and this will apply to all mm -hmm. resin kits regardless of its figure for all that blue tack is your friend because you want temporary connections so let's say you don't have a hard tab to put parts together you have like a mated surface that's supposed to get glued blue tack will be great because you can temporarily fit, put it together get an understanding of how it goes together constructability wise without having anything be permanent which is great um uh, and then that's can I, can, I want to interrupt I have to raise my hand Kyle I'm go sorry ahead. I'm interrupt you guys there is something better for flat mating surfaces mm -hmm. like that that I use is uh, mount, framing mounters tape for uh, oh, yeah. mounting framers tape, tape for, for yeah yeah 
for do yeah exactly mm. super thin it's essentially just tape with no cellophane and sticky mm -hmm. just a sticky membrane yeah. that comes on a thing you peel off or yeah. whatever you know on a roll and that works really well for doing dry fit and mm. i think that that's a great idea kyle to do that dry fit i think that's what you're yeah, talking yeah, about when yeah. you say pre-assembly yeah, test or fit dry fit. assemblies right yeah, you're dry exactly. fit. okay cool. you're on the right page so essentially you get you you're building confidence in what the parts are for you're planning out sub assemblies because with figure paintings as well as with some uh, robot kits you're going to be painting things in large sections and you have to start picking out pieces because you're not going to get the luxury of going okay you might just think i have to glue this now or i can glue it later what's the what makes the most sense because sometimes parts after the fact getting glued are a pain in the ass go ahead paps so i i i'm gonna uh kind of jump the gun here a little bit because mm. i feel like the three of us kyle uh, and Brian and myself have have the most resin experience in this like this circle, right? Mm. So I kind of want to put it towards uh, Z and Julio. Um, yeah, who okay. don't have as much um, as much experience with it, right? So Julio, you've made maybe I think two two resin kits, right? Three, 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 like the four. The bust and the the full armor. Yeah. And then Z, how many? How many? Um, I've kind of like smelled it. <laughs> yeah, yo, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm just just as an off topic. Every any time who uh, Z has bought a resin kit, I've just bought it off him. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. He's like, oh, I bought uh, this. I was like, I'll buy that off you. He's and, like, uh, yeah, like I've got a couple. I actually have. Uh, I have that GM, that Spartan, that Brian's working on as well, and I also have a the one bar, the Barbatos that you did, Babs, and a couple others, mm. but. Yeah, usually you've ended up buying them for me, or it ended up being broken, like the one, the Yujiao line one oh. I got, and then I sold it to Manny. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, the high news, yeah. So the one I did start was the, I think it was a Simp Pro uh, RG Sazubi. Mm. Beautiful kit. Right? Yeah, I started that, and then I cleaned it up, and I never got to actually um, getting to paint it. Um, that was kind of that was about two and a half years so, ago when pandemic mm. happened and all that. So it's so it's back there. So my reason for for kind of calling you guys out is um, like, do you guys have any questions? Like what what like as as guys who've who've really only kind of dipped your your toe into it, right, and and not really kind of gone all in per se. Like what is it that that piques your curiosity of it? What makes it different from how you approach uh you know like a bandai kit or uh hasegawa or meng or or um you know tamiya you know whatever like mm. what is it that um that makes you think oh i need to approach this shit differently or what questions do you guys have i'll go first julio because uh, i'm very you know entry level with that uh i mean for me like i think the most the things I would have the most questions around really would be kind of like the pinning, really, right? Mm, I fucking uh, hate pinning. Because there's science to that. Yeah, it, there, there's a method to that madness. And, and stability is kind of, I feel like, very important when you're working on a resin kit. It's not just like the other snap-on shit where you're like, all right, put it together, took it apart, painted it, put it back together, I'm done, right? Uh, so that would be, I think, for me, it's very daunting. Um, and I think that's kind of why 
did end up stopping the first couple of times because I was so new in Gunpla in the first place. And I was just like, oh, resin kits, so cool. And I was like, uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, so I would have a lot of questions yeah. around that when I do pick it back up. Um, obviously, in the other part of it, really kind of the painting process, really. Like, I get that, you know, a lot of the detail work has to kind of be looked over with a fine comb, right? And you have a lot of times have to kind of rescribe some of those details or fix what's kind of wrong with those garage kits or whatnot. But then the prep, the surface prep beyond that oh, to get it to step. where you're priming it and then making sure the priming is on point to the, that you can move on to the paint step. Mm -hmm. And so for, yeah, that's uh, where. So I'll get to your first question in a little bit here, but for that second one, just as, a, as a, a quick note, nothing breaks my heart more than seeing a beautiful resin kit um, painted up, but, never, but not surface prepped. There's nothing more heartbreaking than seeing molding and mold errors and flashing mm -hmm. and yeah. stepping and dimples and pinholes in some of these kits. Um, knowing, you know, knowing full some well, of the basic shit, yeah, right? knowing full well, just, just a little, you know, an extra five to 10 to 20 minutes of, of work on that specific piece would make it pop, but make it, mm -hmm. you know, make it or, really look or great. even like 45 minutes over a day or two to allow things to cure, add some, you know, CA, add some two part, whatever to smooth a thing out or, or make a planar surface that's supposed, especially with these, with mecha kits and stuff mm -hmm. that are supposed to have this, this armor, unless it's supposed to be, you know, obviously yeah. dented for a reason. Cast metal you know, or some like, shit. Yeah. I've just, I keep going back into this Spartan and with the gun, especially I go, I'm, I'm, I'm noodling little tiny details and I'm enhancing little things like, and taking my time and revisiting because like, I think that that's really a great thing to do uh, for, um, use us on our I mean I know Julio is also on board with the t shit too but to enhance your 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 kits is it really is a lot of time hanging out with it and and just kind of noodling it a little bit and like looking at it and thinking about it and and not working on it which is kind of a weird thing to think about but at the same time you are physically working on it but you're you're not like like i'm not physically touching it like i'm looking at the spartan or looking at the the awesome gat that i'm just working on last night of all things you know i was thinking like you know, or whatever and uh and i enhanced some parts on it that i didn't even realize like i'm looking at it again i'm like oh shit i didn't even notice this seam here and this little step and this other part and i'm like then i was looking at the way these two things made it and i was like well that could actually be a little bit you know, if I, oh shit, that part jogs a little bit right there. If I clean that up, and I went in and I put a little chamfer or whatever, like da da da, it doesn't matter what you do to it. It's just like that time that I'm hanging out. It's like you're spending time with your kids, mm -hmm. right? You know, they become better people because you're fucking, you're a good dad, you know, and and like that's the same yeah. shit. Or even with your resume, like, and you know when. And it kind of goes for like building not just the resin model, but any of your models. But if you're someone who likes to build beyond uh, snap building, right, uh, you have to kind of step back. Like you have to take your, I feel like you have to take your time and not just rush through it. And even like that's why we mm -hmm. s snap it up first, then take it apart or take a look at it. At least for me, I let it sit there for a while, take a look at it. Hey, 
how do I want to kit bash this thing? What kind of mods do I want to do on it? What paint schemes might work besides the one that it came with? Same thing with the resin stuff. That's why I kind of put them away too because I was like, one, I'm not there yet as a skill set. And two, if I'm going to do this because I just spent a shit ton of extra money on this dress-up kit for the kit that I've just spent 50, 60 bucks on, I'm going to do this yeah. right. So like you were saying, yeah, you just got to kind of put it together or work on it and then step back and kind of see what you may have overlooked because sometimes you're just kind of in a groove and you're just going through stuff and you're like, oh, I'm all done. And then you get to like the next step and you're like, oh, I didn't even see some of these mistakes that are right there in my face right now. But had Mm -hmm. I just kind of went back to it a little bit later, taken a break, had a drink, come back the next day, I would have seen him. Right. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, man. Agreed. Hundred percent. Little mark on that one. So, the the listener that asked the question, making a general assumption that the individual doesn't not have a experience with resin kits. So, we talk about the amount of work involved in making a resin kit shine to its full potential. Because I mean, there's a lot of modifications done by the sculptor that you want to bring out because it, that's the whole point of why you bought a resin kit versus just off the shelf Bandai kit. Um, Circling back on that, it does seem overwhelming. There is a lot involved, and it is a daunting thing. So I highly recommend for a first-time buyer, either buy something you're invested in, so you want to do your best in it, you're motivated by that, or buy a simple dress-up kit. So you get your hand, your your feet wet, but you're not, you know, you don't have a mountain worth of parts you have to, you know, QC. You don't have a mountain worth of work where you get burnt out very fast. I mean, you know, perhaps you can attest this with that new you just finished. That was a lot of work. And you do this on the day to day. You already have a system and it still took you a hot minute to get it fully where you wanted it. So, you know, start small, get used to the process, get comfortable with what's necessary, and then you can start building there. But it starts with either a small kit or something you're interested in. So you have a a vested drive. And and I'll turn it over to Oh, go ahead, Pep. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was just going to say resin kits are, are uh, a battle of, of – um, what's the right word for this? Uh, attrition? Attrition. Yes, thank yeah. you, Kyle. Um, yeah, it's a battle of attrition between, like, the tedium of it and the um, the the want and need to, to bring out the details that it rightfully deserves just because it has so many. Um, when you um, – when I build a kit, anyway, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip several steps here. But when I build a kit, and whether or not I feel it needs it, or, or whether or not it doesn't, I sand every surface. I sand every single surface. It doesn't matter if you think, oh, that looks pretty good. That's a nice casting, nice and sharp. Who gives a shit? Sand it. Sand the fuck out of it. Make it look better than it did when it came out of that that plastic uh, plastic bag. Make sure that it is it has your signature on it. Put some fucking scratches. That's you. That's on. That's your surface now, All right? Make it make it so that none of the the imperfections that the casting has has uh, has gone through with however however many, however many times it was used. Um, make sure that that shit is gone because I can guarantee you, once you prime that thing, and, and you've you've kind of failed to to sand some of these surfaces, you'll you'll notice it immediately, and you go. Oh, and it'll mm-hmm. get to a point where now it now becomes the second step of that that battle of attrition. You're going to to argue with yourself on whether or not you should, you know, stand it now or don't worry about it. No one's going to see it or you're gonna be like, oh, I can't be bothered to, to do this again. This is another step. Oh. 
So the answer, mm-hmm. the answer is send it. Yeah, now. Send, always do it send it now. Always, always do it. Always send it do now. It Yo, and wear protection. Holy shit! Oh, Gloves. Yeah. That's a good mask. True. Ventilation. Yeah. Double Please. bag it. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Safety. Let's talk about safety before we get too um, Before far we into get to that, I, yeah. I'm just gonna uh, Pab's right on there, yeah. like 100% agreed because when I do finally start to do my resin kits, my plan is to, you know, do everything so perfect the first time that I can write a Bible on resin building. <laughs> <laughs> All it takes is one kit, right, to be able to write the Bible. And, uh, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't want it to be a Bible, see? I want it to be an almanac. Ooh. A resident yes. almanac. <laughs> Only available time. as an ebook. Only available as an ebook. Because <laughs> it's so large. Can't, you, can't, you can't print it. It's too large. Too save, many pages. Save the trees, motherfucker. Save That's one right. Save fucking mm-hmm. compendium. So, <laughs> going um, back on the safety be, thing before, yeah, yeah before, before we, oh. before we hit the safety stuff, because I know uh, okay. Z had a second, had, had a second question about pinning, right? Oh, yes, um, pinning. It's, it's a very, it's a very specific problem for very specific kits because not everything needs to be pinned, and that's kind of the mm-hmm. thing with a lot of, and it's a thing that a lot of people tend to be intimidated about when it comes to resin kits, but not all of them need it. But whenever if they do. Usually, one piece has a mark that shows you where the original pin was in casting. Yeah, yeah, a key, right? Um, so uh, a good a good way to kind of a good measure to do this um, is to use uh, a 0.2 millimeter brass rod. Right, no, no thinner than that because you don't want it to be too thin. And I know people go, "Oh, you can use a paperclip. Don't use a paperclip, please." Like for especially for pinning resin kits, because it's too thin, and you need something that's not as um, bendable as a as a as a safety pin. Yeah, so 0.2 millimeters is the absolute. Yeah, 0.2 millimeters is is the absolute minimum for a uh, for pinning. I think. Um, and then get yourself a, a, a pin vice bit that is uh, of equal um, of equal uh, measurement, so 0.2 millimeter mm-hmm. or yeah, yeah, you know something something along, along those lines. Maybe a little bit smaller, maybe a little bit smaller, um, depending on if you can grab that. If not, usually I find it to be oh. okay. Um, I'm gonna put an asterisk on that statement, and this is a this is a caveat. So pinning sometimes you don't line up things perfectly, so Yes, tighter. No, looser. It's a no situational no, thing. No, no, no. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes yeah. a yeah, looser, looser thing allows yeah. you to realign. It depends. I mean, this is going to go on a long <laughs> tangent. I'm going to try to brief, make it brief, but still detail and oriented. So sometimes with kits, you have a peg that fits into a, a square peg, fits in a square hole. So you get some alignment. But it's not perfect. It's not a um, one of the reasons why you use pinning is not just as a connection point. It is also building rigidity within your thing it's, it's making it more stable and carrying its weight because that square peg square hole isn't necessarily a solid connection even with glue it's it's the um the type of friction fit that it is it's not as strong as a pin that actually can carry the shear force that is going on to that that joint um there's a whole science about moments and all the other shit mechanical shit counterpoint kyle yeah. a square peg that fits into a square hole is going to be infinitely more stable than a round peg in a round hole yep because it's a pivot point. Yep, yep. So that's all that well, I have to say on that. And so, so yeah, with moments and, and anyway, so um, 
sometimes there's wiggle room in that and you think, oh yeah, I, I put the thing here and I put this and it should be perfect. Sometimes having a looser hole. Now I'm going to say looser hole after the fact, not the initial drill. Always do a tight fit drill. But then if it doesn't line up, make the hole looser, line it up and then have one end of it packed with epoxy putty or something that has a cure to it. And then you can adjust it, fit it in there, and then that will seal it. And then that angle or whatever will, will, will give you a nice tight connection. Patch is laughing hysterically. I'm being serious. <laughs> you know you're talking about sex right now. I'm holding no, it. No, I'm talking about anything. You dirty motherfucker. Keep hearing Julio wheeze in the background. I'm being serious. I'm being mature adults here. And you got these children. When you keep saying. I said drilling and pinning. <laughs> And cutting <laughs> tight holes and loosening them up with epoxies <laughs> and lubricants. When you put a rod in a hole, it gets loose. Yeah, raw dog in your, your. Listen, if you're trying to put a two millimeter ramrod in a tight hole, <laughs> two millimeter. <laughs> So to, to, to continue what I was when I was explaining the, about the, the pinning process, right? So uh, your point two is the the absolute minimum in terms of um, brass rod sizing. Um, get yourself a pin vise that's maybe a little bit smaller or a little bit bigger or maybe if you have a point two, grab a point two. I know um it varies uh, sizes. Yeah, they vary in sizes, but usually you can you can get one that's that's a good size. Um and then uh <laughs> so one of the most important things, um so I I feel like one of the two most important things is direction of this hole. So people will just fucking Drill away, well, you know, make it, make a hole, <laughs> make a hole. You're drilling away at the wrong direction. Is it an entrance or an exit? So people, people, emotion, don't emotion. Really, people don't think about the angle of entry. <laughs> oh, the angle, right. the angle, the dangle. <laughs> the the angle of uh, last thing you want to do is. So, do you like to drill from the hip, guys? Is that how you maintain the, the right angle? <laughs> Last thing you want to do is, is, is hit it wrong and pull. Yeah. You hit, hit the wall a little too hard. Right. And you'll vault yourself into the head. Kick your drill bit. You know, you don't want to do so, that. Those are very fragile. Yeah, but, they break. But, so. The, the problem with with people not thinking about the direction of of entry for the the, the brass rod is is that if you if you try to pin it right so when you try you put this brass rod in you put it in haphazardly not thinking about how then it will connect to uh to the the opposite piece you'll get a misalignment and it, you won't get a flush uh you won't get a flush uh connection it'll it'll um oh, right. and, and it'll just be a headache to try to to fix so mm-hmm. so Think about think about the direction. So usually you have that that peg, whether it's square or circle doesn't matter. Usually you have that peg. You'll know which direction to yeah. go to to place the pin, um, and that will that'll um, you know if you follow through with the direction of that peg, then you should be you should be good, right? Try mm-hmm. to aim. Yeah. For. Yes. Yeah. Try to aim. No, I'm it's, it's easier to. It's also easy to aim directly for the center of this peg. So, um, depending on the size of the resin kit, um, and then, you know, we're, we're, we're talking like maybe beginners, you know, baby's first pin, right? Yeah. Like, depending sure. on the size, <laughs> depending on the cherry. size of the, depending on the size of the resin kit, um, sometimes it'll require more than just one pin. Sometimes it'll require mm-hmm. a, a, a brass rod and a magnet, sometimes two rods, you know, for, for that double peg. <laughs> 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 double pin. <laughs> 
just depends. No, it just depends. Yeah, it on, depends yeah, on the size. If it's if joint. it's load bearing, you know, stuff like that. Like it's 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 a whole thing. But we'll we'll keep it nice and simple. So mm-hmm. usually, you know, aim for the center, and that will um, one help you um, keep things nice and like in terms of uh, in terms of connection, right. it'll keep it nice and centered. And then um, secondly, it it'll help you find the um, the opposing hole for your opposite piece easier. And I'm talking about that. Now, um, there are things that you can buy on the internet um, or you know, some, some select hobby stores where you can get yourself a, I can't remember the name of the, um, the product. Tim talks about it sometimes. It's like a, a small rivet that you place in the hole and then you put yeah, it in it's, the- It's a dowel setter. Oh, yeah. For, it's a, yeah. It's a, or it's a transfer punch, Yeah, it's trans- more or less transfer punch. But if you don't have that, it's yeah. easy to just kind of place your pin in the hole that you just made uh, add a little bit of paint at the tip of the the brass rod, kind of just yeah. uh, place it where you think it'll it'll go, and then once you place it out, there is a a paint mark on the opposite end. Drill through there, yeah. this pin, mm-hmm. yeah, to go. Depending on yeah, depending on the, how you're attaching in this your your brass component, your your pin or whatever it might be, um, you can if if it's not fully set, if you can remove it, you can also cut a shorter length. Add a little bit mm-hmm. of like your own you know, punch. paint or whatever, like yeah. Chris was saying. Yeah, exactly. In a way or whatever, just oh. so, so that to lower the or uh, increase the fidelity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to lower anything. It increases the yeah. fidelity of your mark and allows you to get a more if, accurate um, measurement. If you don't want to waste paint, which some people don't, uh, liquid mask. Liquid mask works perfectly yeah. fine too. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Here's a more advanced thing, and do not use this unless you know. You can actually drill through the part, through the peg, into the other transitioning part of the hole, and then depending you have a direct on, line. Yeah, this is a trick that we do in figure um, right. with figures a lot more because we we mask up the holes a lot with you know bubbles and shit like that. Anyway, you just you gotta say you have a, a hip and a leg, you know, connecting. You just drill right through the leg from the outside of the kit through the connection into the part it's connecting to, and now you have a direct line of. Whoosh, and then you just body up the hole. Well, and then you patch the yeah, outside, yeah, yeah. Like fix hole. that shit in post yep, exactly. or something. So um, this is the whole planning process. Let's say you have a piece <laughs> that connects to the main body, and then there's another piece that goes on top of it that allows you to cover up said hole. You can use that to create a transitional uh, hole, should I say? So you drill. Let's say you got the main body, then you have this uh, aesthetic piece that goes on top. You can drill through that piece where the third piece will cover all the way through and now you have a hole that you can now connect the third piece to the middle piece and then drill the reverse direction and then you have a pin that can run through all three parts sometimes so like hip joints or hip um, armor is like that sometimes where you've got the hip the side skirt and then some aesthetic piece on top of the side skirt so you can almost have all three parts connected under one rod that's part of the planning process it's a it's a tool you can use yeah without visual aids hard to explain I I I I mean I I understand a lot of shit, but that does sound complicated. It's a, it's a yeah, it's a resin figure. Very sp- it's very specific to resin figure yeah. um, building and painting. It, it's yeah. it's like it, just because you don't have to deal with is it like uh, thicker pieces mm-hmm. on a resin figure, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And usually, and this actually yeah, yeah, it's usually like you go for for example, um, and I guess this is really more specific to Kyle's case. He use um, he he usually paints. Um, female resin figures like uh oscar from sure. Eva and stuff like that yeah. and when it comes to the pieces that those come in right like um they usually are you know the leg is leg is uh you know we've got the 
protruding kind of hip area and and it's it's very easy to kind of just figure out which way the um where you where to put the hole and that that'll you know the outcome of that will be in in the other i can't even finish the sentence man like looking at kyle's face i think i understand what you're saying i think i understand what you're saying christopher in regards to fitment so this brings up something that i also wanted to talk about because the types of figure work that kyle works in or the types of busts that you build chris or that julio has built have been pretty fucking big Mm. like Right. Your your figure work, Kyle, is is in the foot taller, foot or taller, right? So these two here, one foot taller. uh, One is 22 inches and the other one is 19. Yeah, them shoes is that big. How big is the other? How is how is shiny Asuka? How big is she? Shiny Asuka is one seven scale. Those two that I just mentioned are one four scale. They're quarter scale. Right. And I think I have like, Jesus, what do I have? Like a half scale? Cool. Rocketeer. Oh, yeah. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. The thing is literally it's like almost 30 inches tall. It's mm-hmm. insane. Yes, he's like, what? <laughs> so that's pretty funny. No, but but so the, I wanted to talk about that because you're the stuff that you're talking about, like doing all this crazy pinning and shit. Like, I don't have to do that kind of thing on this guy. No. Small, <laughs> right. And this know. is pretty big for mini, mm-hmm. right? For miniature, for figure stuff. Oh, so even smaller right? shit. This is so, 75. Yes, just, a, just, a, just as a uh, quick note for uh, audio listeners, since this is in video, the thing that Brian just hold, held up is uh, as a mini oh, yeah. resin figure, which is large, mm. larger than your, your typical miniature figure. Um, but it is. Yeah, it's a scale 75 chronicler from their De- Genesis line uh, that I picked up at MFCA. Yeah, yeah. Scale 75. Yes, yeah. So it's like. So yeah. double size, right? Because minis are 35, 35 millimeter, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, it depends. There are seventy five right. scale that is considered mini. It, it, I think, I think one hundred and fifty or greater is no longer considered a miniature, if I remember correctly. But I, I mm. might could be speaking out of turn. Not, that's not my my world, so I couldn't tell you. True, I have this. Fucking hey, look at so, that green monster. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, that answers uh, Z's question. Um, Julio, what about you? Did oh, you have on, one more note? One more note about pinning. So pinning isn't just a, a structural. Talk thing because like the ava bust i did of unit zero uh one berserk has many pins a lot of it too also gives you mounting points when you go to paint your kit you want to put them on skews and shit having those holes or those you know pins hanging out give you something you can grab onto without marring up the surface or messing up things that need to be intact so it's a two it's a double-edged thing it's not just a structural thing so like brian mentioned scale some of my smaller stuff I still pin because it gives me a good connection point. I can pull it apart, put it back together. I make a lot of my kits um, with the ability to dissemble them. Um, but it's also good for, for like when you go to paint because you can put them all in skews because they're not the same way as like, most um, stuff. But yeah, Julio, what do you got? I don't have anything, man. Fuck resin. I'm never building it again. I'm done. Nope, you're yeah, really you know love resin. I have like four that I need. Like they're in process and I need to finish. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Um, questions What should I be using for airflow and particulates? In terms of what? Oh, in for terms like of dust. Yeah, dust. Yeah, and all that. dust. That's what our guy said. He asked what to do yeah. about the okay. dust. So, what do you have, Chris? You have, a, you have a void, right? Yeah, so uh, yeah, these guys were nice enough to get me a uh, gun primer void, yeah. which was uh, two years ago at this point, yeah. like a year and a half. Yeah, it's been a while, but it's right. been time flies. It's been very helpful. Uh, before then, um, I would uh, d- employ um, 
wet sanding. Wet sanding was very mm -hmm. helpful for wet me you know, to keep the dust down. I, do. um, I would also have an air purifier in the, the back. I also had my spray booth running at the same time. And I, I made sure that there was decent like air circulation in the room that I was working in because you don't like this stuff is really dangerous to to not handle well, handle for sometimes but like um breathing this stuff in yeah, is, is 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 not good for you man like you know it's it's no. it's akin to you know smoking essentially and it's a carcinogen. you don't want that to yeah. it's worse than yeah and you don't want that you, yeah the part the particles don't go mm -hmm. away that's the thing. right like you can't cough them out once they the come in they kind of stay, stay there. there yeah that's the yeah so yeah you know it's better to be safe than sorry um if you you know if you if you don't have uh, these these tools on hand like a you know grand primer void I don't remember this pays version of it or uh, hobby meal has another version of it I believe um, if you don't have any of that wet sanding is genuinely the easiest way to to get around the dust stuff um, you know just, just yeah it keeps it all yeah just grab like a small container of, of water and and just you know um, dip your your sandpaper in the water as you're sanding. Um, and that'll keep particulates away from from your air circulation, from your room. It'll keep your surfaces clean. You, it'll be dust free, and all of that stuff will just be in your little container. And then when you're done, just just pour it out, and you're all set. Mm -hmm. um, Another thing I like to do is when I wear gloves, right when I do wet sanding, and I'll I'll just dip my finger in the in the water, and I put it on the, the, the on the model itself, and then yeah. I'll go at it with. Yeah, the, I always dunk the, it. You know, Who's your daddy? Psh. Where's the mm. money, Lebowski? Psh. Mm. You know, I always, you know, reenact my favorite movies. Where's <laughs> no, the money, Lebowski? Do you believe in nothing? No, but um, for that one, But no, but uh, yeah, um, definitely the wet sanding is a, is definitely the way to go. Whether you're using a three M wet sponge, like a soft sponge, or a, one of the really sick ones that have a was it Madworks or Godhand makes cool fucking the come the Kamiyasi, yeah. Kamiyasi is actually really um, even yeah. though it doesn't advertise that it's good for wet sanding, Infinity. it actually it really is actually good. Yeah. Um, for, for example, um, the so this so uh, for those that don't know, I'm, I'm working on a five star stories Jagged Mirage Twin Tower, uh, big old big old five star stories kit. Um, when it's it's Monster. it's done, it'll be just a little bit shorter than Brian, definitely taller than myself <laughs> and, and Z. Maybe just about. Well, it'll probably still be shorter than Kyle, um, but it is a, a, a tall uh, tall kit, probably the tallest I'm, I've, I'm, I'll ever build, um, and. Um, that uh, that thing is marred with multitudes of uh, seam lines, mold lines, flashes, pinholes. It, the, you name it, it has it. Um, you know, this kit is from 1999. It's not exactly a uh, a fresh uh, fresh face. Um, and sanding that thing um, you know, without without any of the the tools and stuff that I have for uh, for for keeping my lungs clean um is very dangerous just because first of all it's it's you know you're you're, you're i'm sanding this massive piece like uh, just as an example one piece is, is roughly the length of my entire arm cool. and um you know that's that's not a, that's not an exaggeration it's not just length like, big boy like girth, girth and, and, and all that shit like the same oh, yeah. it's a girthy boy shebang it's a girthy it boy <laughs> yeah we will yeah, I mean, um yeah. but yeah so like 
and wet sanding has just has been an absolute godsend for it. So, um, and mm. the, the God Hand Kamiyasu is, is what I've been using for a majority of this build. And even though it doesn't say, oh yeah, this is great for wet sanding, it really is actually good. And it's not exactly, um, it's not a, 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 a wallet breaker. Like, a, you know, it doesn't, it's not going to break the bank. It, it's mm. relatively cheap. Mm-hmm. You get a, a decent amount per pack. Um, and you get different grits um, depending on which which ones you get. You get like anywhere from uh, 220 all the way up to 800 on in one pack. You get 1,000 to 4,000, I believe, on the 1,000 to 8,000 in another pack, and you get 10,000 to 20,000 in another. Um, and then mm-hmm. you also get different thicknesses uh, in each uh, per pack. So you can get you know super thin ones if you need something that will conform more to the curvature of your piece or you can get like a thicker uh thicker foam one that holds its rigidity rigidity more for flatter surfaces so mm. um you know depending on what you need it for man just just use that and uh, you know i've i i will praise uh god hand um for that i don't praise them usually but for the kamiyasus they uh they, they really knocked it out for uh, and yeah. they 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 last a really long time too they like, do, um, especially when you get that grid out. Yeah, Godhand yeah. were kind enough to send me uh, like a sample package of all of their sanding stuff, right? And they sent me like maybe three or four of each pack. Uh, that was like three years ago. I'm still only on my second pack. Dear God, so, you sand a lot. And I sand a lot. Yeah, so they they last a good long time, and you know I tend to do I do clean them up every now and then, but like. In terms of, of the grit yeah. and all that stuff, man, they they, they hold up very well. So, mm. um, you're just talking about tool maintenance, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Take care of your tools. And take yeah, care maintain of your tools. But if you want them to I last, mean, but there are there are do you, there are like sanding tools out there that you know you sand and all of a sudden the grit's completely gone, no matter how much you fucking try to clean it off. Oh no, them. true. Yeah. yeah, there's cheap shit everywhere. Right. I'm gonna say PSA. When was the last time you guys cleaned your files? Go clean your files. Clean files every, every time, time I finish using I'm on that shit. Yeah. Build up. <laughs> this was a global PSA. This is why you need a toothbrush at all times to get fucking so it doesn't get hard into your talk. Get your get your toothbrush. I don't want to see what you clean your ass with time. Well, this is the one for my 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 front. I should show you the one for my back. Later, this is for his front. It's much bigger. That's yeah, my front. I don't. Butt. Whoa, man. Yeah, the stick butt. Yeah, the stick butt. Yeah, the long um, butt. Yeah, not the back butt. Shit. Stick butt. The front front stick butt. Anyway, uh, good lord, uh, Julio. So we haven't heard shit from you. Protection. Because I fucking hate resin, man. Actually, your mother is lovely. She's she's you son of a very lovely uh, woman. She's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> she is. She fucking kicks yeah, ass. Yeah. I, I love you, man. That's why I had to say. I, I I misspoke, and I, I said that. I'm gonna, I, and I feel. I'm gonna say color. something. I really do. I'm gonna say something that might you might um be like, what the fuck, man, uh, Julio? But every time I think of your mother, I think, did she? Did you break the toilet? That was that was a commentary at one yeah, point. Yes. I, I don't. I don't know. Who, I, I don't remember who else was there, but I remember we were having a conversation, and then all of a sudden she burst yeah. in there and goes, "Did you break the toilet?" <laughs> I don't remember that. Was it? I think maybe it was a dojo, maybe, maybe or a workbench or something. It was post mechanism for sure. I just like that she calls him Gabriel. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're a middle name, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So middle name pimp. Hold up, what is going on? Back on, back on topic with with the resin stuff, right? Uh, So before you continue, um, a cheap option. So let's say you can't afford the void or any other ones. Is uh, nail vacuum spilios. 
a lot of people use those. Um, they're like just a box, a purifier box, and you can just hover over and it sucks real good. Um, mm. It's like 30, 40 bucks for a decent one. Um, they're like the nail clean purifier. I don't know what they're called, but if you look them up, like uh, nail vac or some shit like that, um, those are pretty good, cheap alternatives. Um, and if you do that in conjunction with wet sanding, you're, you're going to be taking care of yourself pretty well health wise. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, so back to the uh, the process, right? So I said uh, sand every surface, um, rescribe every line. This, and this is really very specific to uh, mecha, uh, mecha building and mecha, um, mecha resin kits. Um, rescribing mm-hmm. every line, rescribing every panel line, rescribe every, every recessed um, piece, uh, every detail. Um, because when it comes to masking that shit, man, when it comes to uh, when it comes to panel line that shit, um, it's better to be safe than sorry. You might look at it and go, yeah, that's pretty sharp. That's, you know, it, it might mm-hmm. look sharp, but it's going to be pretty shallow. Um, make sure you uh, make sure you rescribe it, make it a little bit deeper, make it um, so that the the detail you can you can clearly see the, t- the separation between the the the, uh, the channel. Um, it'll save you the time and effort into going oh crap i didn't i didn't rescribe this or it's not deep enough and now you're losing detail and you've got this weird half scribe uh of a mm-hmm. of a panel line in between uh between a piece so it's just easier to to rescribe everything and again this is it might sound a tedious and i promise you i promise you it is but it'll be worth it in the end because you'll have like a, this very nice piece. So you might um, sound like it because it is. It is tedious. <laughs> it is so. You're tedious. gonna be busy. Oh god, it's it like yeah, just it's worth it though. It's worth it though. Yeah, the la- the last like four or five resin kits I've done have been like just a, a, a hogwash of, of tedium. It's been it's been a battle. Um, mm. Yeah, there there are things I enjoyed about the the last couple of kits, but. You know, for for the most part, it's just been man. This is really tedious. Like uh, you know, it's taking me longer than I thought. It's it's way more detail, all that stuff. It's it's tough. And you know, with resin kits, it, it looks super cool. Like when you're done, but you know, when you're in the middle mm-hmm. of it, you're always constantly questioning, man, does this look good? And, you know, and this, you know, and then the process is so long and so you know, so again, tedious. And you and you, for me personally, I try to keep a certain level of detail up um, on each piece that i work on that you know sometimes you're just like i can't be bothered to do this right now yeah that happens let it happen to you um it will drain you that's for sure yeah it will drain you it's good you could take a break come back to it but if you Um, like kyle said as kyle said if you if you're working on something you're passionate about then mm -hmm. yeah you'll get back on it Yeah. yeah it took me how long to do oscar but i kept looking going i want to finish this i want to you know get it going um so since I'm like the speaker of figure resin kits versus Robo, um, to what Pab said about rescribing, same basic principle applies to uh, figures, um, garage kits, is bring the detail parts back. So sometimes you'll have areas that are supposed to be sharp corners or sharp edges that have been rounded out due to the form and all that um, being cast a bunch of times. You'll have certain washed out details. So again, or you have a mold that runs through a particular part that when you go to sand it you lose a lot of that so um when you go through the cleanup process that's part of it is bring a lot of those detailed 
you know, pieces back, you know, rescribe them, resand them, re, you know, chisel them out, whatever you got to do, depending on what it is. If it's like across the head, I've had seams go across the head a lot. So I have to like redo the channels of the hair to get that definition back because sanding it makes it all rounded and it's not as sharp. Um, yeah, you'll, you'll do a similar fashion with, with figures where you're going to have to bring out the, the sharp or the, you know, whatever it is trying to tell because either the cast is, you got the hundredth cast, so the molds turn to shit and it's not holding itself anymore or seems just happen to be in the worst spot. So similar fashion to rescribing, um, just basic, bring the detail back. That was that step. I'm bringing sexy back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all the time we have for today's episode, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm the host. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're done, guys. Pop. Uh, all right. What's next, Pabs? Step number one hundred and six. One hundred and six. Um. So from the, from this point, you've you've done, you know, majority of the surface prep. You're in the surface prep stage. You're 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 um. You know, you're ready to paint. But then I kind of I always ask people to step back and go, okay. We're at this point now where I can I can paint this up and I can you know, get it all ready and, and make it look how I think I want it to look and then you know have it stand in front of me and, and it'll be what it is. Do you do you want to take it a step further? Do you want to make it better than what you thought it could be? Right, and I think that's I don't know if that's something anybody asks asks themselves, but for me, I I do that. Like I look at it and go, okay. How can I make this mine? How can I make this me? Because, you know, whoever picked this present cut up will, will do the exact same things in the, you know, in the exact same way. How do I make it mine? And then at this point, you know, and I like my piece of advice is don't be afraid to modify it to how you want it to be. It's just, it's a resin kit at the end of the day, despite, you know, all this extra stuff that you're, you're doing and all this extra stuff that we're, we're telling you um, or advising you on. Um, it's still a kit. You can still make it your own if you want to. You know, um, I yeah. I always add extra detail to my resin kits. For example, the the dynamas I did. Um, the, the I can't even remember when I did that earlier this year. I think right. Yeah, earlier yeah. this year. Yeah, total hack job. Total hack job. Hundred percent. Yeah. The shields, the GN shields were were modified to a degree. Uh, the middle part is not resin, so that needed to be that needed to to be more cohesive with the rest of the kit. The the torso of that thing, or well, not the torso, more specifically the sides of the torso are also just the plastic kit. Didn't have any extra detail, so added detail to that. Shoulders also needed a little bit of extra detail. It it just depends on on your dedication to making this kit identifiable to your work. Um, you know that, that this this is the stage in which you you should think about doing that because at you know once you start getting into the painting into the process you're really more or less almost at the finish line here so um think about that and think about what you want to do if you don't want to do any of that that's perfectly fine it's, you know it's, it's your it's your choice it's your your process um but for me anyway that's how i i think of it like okay how can i make this more specifically my own and every single resin kit that i've worked on so far has had a modified piece doesn't matter if um it doesn't matter if I think the, the resin kit looks great, and usually it does. Um, I will still try to make it something that is unique to me. 
uh, you know, whether it's the wound ward, the the double zeta, the dynamis, the the high new. It, no, and the, the, and the funny thing is nobody ever picks up on it. Like if I if I yeah. asked whoever owns the dynamis now or whoever owns the double zeta now, hey, if you look at that thing and then look at the the product images of the resin kit, what do you see that's different? I can guarantee you they go, I don't know, I don't mm-hmm. know, it looks the same to me. Perhaps mm-hmm. have you coined saying, yeah. a term for this? Is it Pazzle Dazzle? Pazzle Dazzle. Pazzle Dazzle? Yeah. Instead of Razzle Dazzle, Pazzle Dazzle. I've coined it Fuck You Dust. And then Fuck You Dust. <laughs> no, kick rocks. I know, I'm, I'm not really it. It's it's a mentality thing, or I guess it's it's more of an individual thing because you know mm. I I I've, I'm of that mind of you know building the resin kit as it is is more or less a uh, a straight build minus the the painting and all that stuff, right? Mm. Um, I like yeah, I, I you know I, I I love modifying my kits. I love. You know, despite not being not having done it in a little while, I, I love scratch building. I love kit bashing, all that stuff. I like making things unique to a degree, mm-hmm. and um, doing that just yeah, it just makes the kit my own. To to for a lack of better terms, you know, Pat, ironically right. enough, totally I say the same thing to myself. How can I make this my own? Every time I see Taylor Swift. <laughs> How do I make you mine? Yeah. Listen, man. Look, she already she she laid it out for everybody, right? The way to seduce Taylor Swift is to do her dance in that that video, the blue dress. Um, <laughs> yeah. The fucking yes. weird thing. She's walking through the hotel lobby. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's yeah, her. That's no, her meeting. That's about. her meeting dance. You just do it in front of her. That's right. Yeah, meet her. Oh, that's her. That's her quote unquote love that's language. Right. That's right. the love language. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Just, by the way, if anybody has Taylor Swift tickets for the Chicago mm-hmm. show. My daughter you know, would love to go. There is um there is, no. I saw a news Not, article. You just there as a chaperone, right? <laughs> just, just just as an off topic, I saw a news article uh I think yesterday or the day before about the uh-huh. Chicago show. Um a dad had had spent twenty two thousand dollars non refundable because StubHub made a bit of a boo boo with uh Ooh. with the tickets. So he paid wow. That's a bit of a boo boo it's ridiculous. Fucking wow. ridiculous. Wow. No, thank you. How'd that check cash? No. Oh. That is that is more than anything. That is my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that kind of money, so I'll swipe it. <laughs> it's not going to go through. All right. I don't know. You just keep processing it. It'll work one eventually. Just do it. So an hour and a half, wow. an hour and a half into this podcast, we're finally on priming. Oh, you fucking! We got half our B roll, baby. <laughs> so we so hey, shit. So, so we're on it's priming, right? This so is we're now, part two. <laughs> so we're on priming. So this is so you're now priming. Now, do you guys have a, sp- a particular primer you like to use, Surfacer, or any? Oh, I totally fucking use Vallejo polyurethane. <laughs> uh, everything peels off of everything if you wink at it a little bit on the side. Like, What's up, baby girl? She's like, sticks oh, I'm a airbrush pee more than it sticks it just like kit. fucks you right in the <laughs> No, yeah, I, you know, that's the one thing that Vallejo doesn't get yet is the primer, and uh, bless their bless their hearts. Um, no, I, I'm fucking Gunzi all the way, baby. I'm a loyalist. I use, I use all of them shits. 
I got five hundred. I got thousand. I got twelve hundred. I got mahogany. I got the black. I got the gray. I got the white. King, what I got? I got it all, baby. I've I've experimented with with several, um, and I'll I'll list them all off because not all of them, but I'll, I'll list the one the notable ones off because I know people like to go with um, what they well you know if it's fancily worded or fancily packaged or whatever the fuck you know like I'll I'll tell you guys what works and what doesn't. All right, so Hobby Mio makes a very spe- a specific resin primer a resin surfacer i think it's mm. 217 or something like that or 207 uh gk primer fuck off mm. it doesn't work <laughs> get out it's of here terrible. snake oil okay it's yeah it's very bad like it, it makes the surface almost um uh it doesn't make the surface smooth at all like it's like a Gritty. i've never fucking i've weird. never heard of it yeah, it's fucking weird man like it makes it look kind of almost like um hammered metal it's really weird it's like oh yeah the, the way the oh, surface yeah. ends no, i'm familiar yeah i was a metal worker for <laughs> so i get it so i did that that was my thing i did finishes so uh, did so, so. F- you know fuck off with that um mr hobby surfacer excellent to go excellent um excellent surfacer for resin. um strength yep. pretty oh, good yeah. strength consistency huh. um coverage uh, price, um, you know, availability, you yes, price, yeah. availability is, is excellent. Yeah. So if you, you know, it's, it's, really, yeah, it's everywhere. It's good for, for, uh, correction. It's good for finishing. It's good for, it's good for all of that. So, um, you can't, you know, you can't go wrong with comes in a, yeah, it comes in a bunch of different weights. Like I just said before, when I was joking around or, or going off on it, like, yeah, I've got the, the 500 for heavy stuff when I'm trying to fill stuff in. Um, I do a lot of scratch building. I do a lot of customization stuff. So it, you have to use different levels of primer for your level. And every time you prime and you sand, you're going to find some new blemish. Mm-hmm. So like it's a primer check. If you're going to go to a raw finish, like if you're going to like a raw build, you've just like rough finish that you have like eyeballed that bitch to look good and you hit it with 1200 you're just throwing away paint so you need to hit it with something heavier to go back and re-sand your planes and see where your your low points and your high points are and uh and then that ties back into some of the stuff we were talking about before with uh finishing tools you need to make sure that you have really good quality finishing tools that are going to have an accurate cut that aren't going to piss off after five strokes like uh the you know the cheap sandpapers or the sand sticks right. and I'll stuff have like that. You. So. I make it six scopes before I fuck off, so I think I'm looking pretty good. <sighs> I he's a he's a six pump and dump kind of guy. Um. <laughs> so, Oy. so yeah, uh, Mr. Surfacer, you can't go wrong. So if that's what's available to yeah. you, that's what's readily available. You can't go wrong with it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what's the word for it? Um, strength, great coverage, great. Then you have your different mm-hmm. um, different levels of of um, grit uh, filament that yeah, yeah filament that that fidelity that, that uh gets the job done for what you need it for um mr no not mr uh guy notes evo surfacer is on the exact same level as mr surfacer absolutely beautiful yeah beautiful beautiful um finish every time that surfacer is used i have never had a bad um experience with Dianotes, uh Surfacer Evo. The only the, the two downsides are availability because it's hard to get, and um, it's it's kind of like a one use 
for all types, right? So you have, for Mr. Servicer, you have your 500, 1,000, 1,200, 1,500. Mr. Gaino uh, Mr. Servicer Evo only has the one. So it's it, that's it. Interesting. So yeah. um, you don't, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't specify what type it is. So if I, and you've used this, that you've used that a lot, right? Yeah, it's my go-to. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So that's your go-to. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's my go-to. So, hmm. Do you find that it's lack of finishing, quote unquote, versatility, mm-hmm. right? You know, you know, the versatility of having the heavyweight, the lightweight, whatever, like it being a one, one all. Do you find that you, um, do you find that you use more of it? For one, if you're in Arica, we see. <laughs> do, you, do you use more of it for um, finishing uh, or like, you know, our pre-sanding, the shit that we've gone through, what we went through with our SDs, mm-hmm. like, right? 20 times prime sand, whatever. Do it again. Do it again, baby. Just fucking rock and roll. Yeah. Did you use that for that? Or did you use Gun Z? Like, because I used Gun Z and I stepped it up as I went along. I, you know? you, I yeah, I did. I actually did use Guy in the Surface of Evo, and I did. Man, I did end up using more of it, and that was that was actually a good lesson for me, um, because that that made me kind of go, okay, to not do that again. Let's just make sure there are no errors the next time I do this. Like, so it yep. it makes you kind of more aware of, okay, all right, I don't want to have to use up like half a bottle of this shit. Because I only have like four or five left. Let's uh, let's go ahead and right. make sure there is no pinholes here, or you know, let's let's. Mm-hmm. I usually I usually aim right for more regular kits. I usually aim for two or three layers of surfacer, and that's it. So surface, um, surfacer, sand to make sure everything's good. Then surfacer again, sand to make sure everything's good. Then surfacer again. That should be the maximum amount. Um, if I'm doing things, right. three layers. Yeah. So three layers. So. Um, German three. That way, that yeah, it it just helps you to make sure that everything is is error free, and 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 that's that's it. Vallejo, don't even touch. Right, we already talked about that. Vallejo surface primer, whatever, Mecca, whatever they use, just don't use it because it's it's not strong enough to adhere to the resin surface. It's not it's not uh, strong enough to for other paints to adhere to it. Um, and it's just it's just an overall weak surface that doesn't leave a good finish. Don't use it. Um, yeah, it's that poly snake oil bullshit. And it's got polyethylene in it. It's strong, but it's like get the fuck out of here. It doesn't bind to shit. Yeah, it's it holds together to itself. Deal. The problem is that things don't hold to the other things. Mm-hmm. So you're dealing with what capillary action at that point. Yeah. Well, the water evaporates, and that's normally the it's called hydrostatic bonding. I think is what it's called. It loses surface, and then when it evaporates, Mm -hmm. then the acrylic paint is what layers. But so um, I don't ever use any water-based primers because it has no what's called etching, which is what makes a lacquer primer. So you know, Mister Hobbies, the guy who knows more effective is they etch into the surface, and unlike plastics resins have a different um surface tension so you need something that can etch into it to really get a good bite and get a strong durable because i mean you go to sand 
most water-based primers, that shit will flake because it, it's not, it's nothing's, it's not holding yeah, its it anchor rolls. to anything. You yeah. can sand these lacquer paints and be able to really, because I mean, there's some issues you might have like a booger come out, you know, you're airbrushing, you're not, it's not, things happen. Clean it off just fine. Whatever. And not have to worry about the whole patch of paint come up with it because it is etched into the surface and it's got a good bite on it. Um, and also intermediate layers on top of that will also bite into the layers so you, you can get a nice solid coverage. So if you can get lacquers, because obviously it depends on what your airbrushing capabilities are, you may not be able to. You can do spray can stuff too. Um, much better base. They're yeah. usually lacquers. Yeah. Yeah, the cans, yeah. The spray can primers, mm -hmm. like Mr. Mr. Hobby spray can primers, yeah. are, I think they're lacquers, right, guys? Lacquer or enamel, mm -hmm. depends on the product. Yeah. I believe they're, they're lacquer. Yeah, it'll say. Yeah. Um, yeah, but usually they're lacquer. Mr. And then finally, middle of the road. So these are, they're okay. Don't, if 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 they're not available or available to you locally, you don't don't like put in all the effort trying to look for them. Uh, finishers, finishers, surfacer, so foundation oh, surfacers. Give me some finishers. Uh, and, I need to get and then um, what was the other one? Alclad, Alclad surfacers. So mm -hmm. um, I know those are a little bit easier to get, but they're 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 not bad in terms of um, uh, in terms of gripping to the surface, but they're also not that great for finishing. So, uh, those are kind of middle of the road. If you don't have anything else available to you, and and um, you know, Alclad is right there. Use it. Um, if finishers is something that's easily available for you, or you know, isn't too much of an effort to get, uh, go for it. Um, but otherwise, Mister Surfacer uh, is a good go-to, and um, Guy Notes uh, Surfacer Evo are uh, excellent resin primers or resin surfacers that'll help you kind of um help your paint adhere to uh these pieces and and or find errors um if you haven't sanded enough or done any of that other stuff so yeah all right you nerds enough of this sh fucking nerd talk how do i use my resin skills to pick up chicks first off <laughs> you don't pick up chicks you pick up dudes so you better start liking dick because that's what you're going to get. <laughs> Look, I know it's 2023, but I'm still a traditional man. I mean, right? traditional dicks. There's a traditional aspect to that. The old <laughs> dick-liking aspect, you know? I hear there's a couple the old, of priests up in the, old, the Vatican old, that like, old, look at dicks. The old dick twist. The old <laughs> dick twist. <laughs> oh, speaking of, I, I just saw that movie, The uh, the, the Pope's the Pope's. Oh, The Pope's Exorcist? Exorcist? I, yeah. That looks like just, hot garbage. Oh, my Lord. I just watched that. It was uh, pretty retarded. I figured. Yeah, I heard it, it was wasn't pretty great. retarded. I watched yeah, Noah, I like, right? Nope. So Noah, yeah. what is it with this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. It's, it's Zeus. It's that, that guy who no, played Zeus. Noah was fun. Zeus. It's visually, visually fantastical. Oh, Randy also played <laughs> Zeus. Right. Full circle, my, my guy. And man, also man, 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 yeah. the ring. It is. This guy's obsessed with uh, playing gods and prophets. <laughs> so Julio, we still haven't taught, heard enough of you. Every time I keep trying to turn back to you, we get sidetracked. What do you want? Everything. <sighs> Everything. Oh my god! You son of a you guys gun! Are needy. <laughs> Give it to me. Yeah. Give me yeah. It. You know why? I can take because it. you're unfulfilled. Oh my god! Holy you gave me a taste. Shit. I want more. <laughs> Come on. This is exactly why you're not getting it. <laughs> Fuck. Unfulfilling. Wait, Brian, 
Ryan, come on. You're going to make him go back into a shell. Don't do that. Oh, shit. No, no. <laughs> Please. I ain't oh, trying fuck. to satisfy nobody who's not grateful. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, I bought you oh, chocolate man. once. I will, I will suplex you the next time I see you, you son of a bitch. Yeah. I um, brought, I bought you mini figures to paint. I haven't okay. sent them to you yet. They've been sitting here for two years, but I bought them for you. So <laughs> that counts. Bless your heart. Thank you. <laughs> no, but speaking of, but seriously, Julio, you do paint a lot. Of, you paint some minis. You do a lot of different shit. Like you've dealt with a lot of different kinds yeah. of resin. You got a little bit of like the shorthand earlier in the in the conversation, mm-hmm. saying like, "Oh, Julio only does this and that," but like you've done a lot of shit. Like, I get around. Uh, what that Volks kit was I resin, right? That one Volks kit, that ancient shit was fucking resin. The fucking boss was resin. Obs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do Clems? all the little mini stuff that you've seen, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Clem's yeah. goof that it's, you've been customizing yeah. on your own and, like, enhancing because it needs enhancement. No offense, Clem. But, it's um, still so rough. <laughs> right. I just feel like you got, rough. yeah, I feel like you got the short end of the stick on this bitch. Nah, I don't want to do hear from nothing. you. Shut I just the run fuck around up. the block. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Talk to me. <laughs> Tell me about how you run around a block. So, so all those dance. videos of. All that crazy wild shit, New York. That's you. Yeah, I'm just me. That's just me. Dude. He's the cameraman. <laughs> All day. Yeah, natural existing, yeah. existing Julio. New York City is not real. Yeah. Did you ever do 40k, yeah, Julio? Fuck yeah, I got plenty of them. Yeah, he's, he did them. a corrupt. Uh, or, um, did, did you ever like play oh, the game? No, did never, you ever do never, armies? And, I never like, built an thing. army. I got a squad. I would say, but I don't. I've never played the game to have an army. I should have. That's way too many. Did you get into? Next question. Did, next question. Did you get into? <laughs> did you get into? Um, did you get into um, that shit from the skilled Gundam yeah. stuff and the Mecha fun yeah. stuff? The okay. Artifacts. Oh, they all blend together. Interesting. Was it an easy slide, or no, was it, it was a way shit different? Like, Hand painting and like airbrushing and shit way different from each other. I just mean like like interest oh, yeah. slide because Warhammer is always cool. Yeah. But uh, sure. painting them, it was like, should I? Yes, you should, sir. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> nah, it's fun. You know, I was always interested as a kid, but I never got into it. Uh-huh. I we're, definitely we're like looking at the that... video games and shit. Oh, did, well, I, I hear they're pretty good, yeah. But, uh, remember that Spawn Gunslinger bust? Or not oh, fake figure? yeah. If we could get a hold of the STL, I think that'd be a fun one to do. That would be incredible, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah. right, because you guys fucking print, print stuff. Yeah, yeah we do. That's yeah. a couple of the that. projects. And you, I have you will eventually, when I send the printer that's sitting right next to me through, <laughs> yeah. you know, very expensive. I, you know what? I, I want to rebox it. The box I'm using is rudimentary, and now I have more boxes to my. Uh, I'm going to rebox it. Maybe yeah. that'll be better. I'll get it to you, though, Brian. Don't worry. Yeah, because I have to. I'm reboxing what you guys are getting from me um because i don't have the right size box for it mm. i still need to bring another kit to julio to pick the, the wound wart but uh which that thing is fucking huge yeah. i'm wound surprised yeah, big one 100 because that shit's a little yeah. baby <laughs> i definitely want to put that together soon that's a good one yeah yeah the wound wart yeah but that's plastic all right so we're talking yeah. about resin okay i might put some resin in it <laughs> <laughs> just a little ejection. <laughs> you know, when, when Paz was talking about how he has to make the kits his own, 
I had a dirty thought. I was like, you know, what do you do? What, what do you mean you're making your own? You, do you uh, squirt a little bit of that Pabs Razzle Dazzle on there? <laughs> oh my gosh! Wild. Sorry, Laura. Why would you even think that? I don't even understand why you. Because I know she's going to hear the uncut version. I like to call it Pabs Juice. I think that that deserves. So, so for those that don't know, I am I I am the one that edits these these uh, these episodes together to make them a little bit less bless you (laughs) he puts in the hardest work at all of us fucking saint to put so yeah just to put in perspective i I do all the editing for him right so uh just to make it a little more cohesive and you know take take some things out just so that the conversation flows a little bit easier and um whenever i do edit these i don't use my headphones so i just i just let it play so i do i do a um so Oh, Laura gets it all, yeah, man. Just, so, just as a first, uh, as a first pass, what I do is I listen to the entirety of the uncut episode before I put it up on Patreon. So if you guys want to listen to these episodes uncut, it's on Patreon. Um, I uh, I listen to the first pass of the uncut episodes, and there are times where so uh, just as a, a note, uh, my office is upstairs and Laura's office is downstairs. And I'll play it, and I won't play it particularly loud because we're first of all we're we're a bunch of dirty fuckers and we swear all the time. And I don't <laughs> want my son to hear that right now. Uh, oh yeah, we see some terrible stuff. <laughs> so um, I'll 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 listen to it, but you know, kind of in the in mid mid low ish volume. And um, I'll let it play, and every now and then all I hear, all I'll hear downstairs is what the fuck? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> one of us has said something, and she somehow heard it, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, you heard that one. Okay, that, that's the part Next. you hear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Paz, Pazzle drizzle? What? Yeah, Pazzle dazzle. dazzle. So, yeah, she she knows all about all of it. So, uh, so where were we? So we were talking oh, about yeah. surfaces, yeah. right? In terms of resin, yeah, painting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At that Primer at check. that point, yeah. At that point, uh, painting. Um, at that point, I mean, at this point, there's no, there's nothing different from your regular plastic kit, apart from you be very patient. All right. So, so resin, as Kyle mentioned, has a different surface tension than your regular uh, polystyrene or even ABS or even other plastic kits. Um, be patient with how long it will take for the paint to adhere to a resin surface. Um, I've made the mistake numerous times of surfacing something, waiting maybe 15 minutes and then going, oh, yeah, you know what? This is dry to the touch. Let's go ahead and, and paint over this only to then try to mask and then take that masking off. And oh, no, it's peeled. And now you got to start again. And that there's nothing again. You know, it's heartbreaking to, to put in all this effort and then to unmask, you know, expecting a nice, uh, nice cut of the color separation only to find, oh, about 60% of the paint has come completely off. Um, and now you got to fix that step and you got to all go back a step or couple, depending on how bad the damage is. Um, be patient. Uh, you know, allow yourself, allow you to allow yourself, allow the paint uh, to cure. Um, you know, what I do is I do an extra step of applying a gloss uh, clear over my paints to give it an extra level of protection just in case. Um, on top of waiting as well so just be be mindful of the time taken for your paint to dry depending on what paint you use depending on your environment your humidity all that stuff all of those are factors in to your drying stage um mm. you know you don't you don't want to have to do the extra work just 
just because you weren't patient enough to wait for your paint to dry and cure. Um, it's a, it's an easy enough step. Uh, it's something that a lot of people overlook just because uh, for, I mean, for example, lacquer paints, um, you know, drying time is very forgiving. But with resin kits, you just you, you want to make sure you want to, you know, you know, you don't like I said, you don't want the extra the extra work of having to fix something that didn't need fixing in the first place. Mm -hmm. uh, so patience. Yeah. That's what they say. Yeah. Slow is steady. Steady God is smooth. Smooth that. is quick. You know, take your time. Slow is smooth. Smooth is fast. Yeah. That's Are we talking statement. about sex again? Yeah. Slow is smooth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. we're talking about You don't want to go in too, too fast yes. at the get-go. Build up to it. She'll appreciate that. Trust yeah, me. I mean, you know, let's, let's just uh, use John Wick as an example, right? That man mm -hmm. shoots fast, right? He's a fast shooter. He, he's, he's great. But when it comes to reloading, mm -hmm. while it, I wouldn't call it fast, he does it nice and uh, methodical. Deliberate. It's efficient. Yeah, it's, efficient. it's efficient. Yeah. 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 You know, he slows down. He slows the yeah. pace down. You know. And then... Off Hold he on. goes. What are you reloading, Pabs? <laughs> 17 no. cookie clacks. So like, <laughs> Pabs was just taking time. And then yeah, like, I was, yeah, I was, he's adding some cool I added <laughs> the extra checks to, to emphasize the time taken. Uh -huh, check okay. checks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was waiting for like the I sent the switch into the chat the uh, pictures, uh, detail pictures of the scale 75 figure i mm -hmm. have mm. um sounds arms base etc you guys check it out real quick because that shit looks fantastic yeah those yeah, well, scale 75 is really good the, the detail the christmas oh, amazing kits um brian uh, to add to that because I, I wasn't christmas. in the last episode alpine is another great small scale Big, figure company to uh look into alpine yeah yeah alpine mm -hmm. scale 75 a couple of other ones uh, oh no there there are so many out there so this many. is just like uh my new my new like uh crush right now oh yeah i still have the Perfect. ones i bought when i went to MM mmsi last year that i painted halfway through and then uh decided to not do the rest of it so yeah <laughs> you know, I, 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 like the, uh, I like the kotobukiya fx or the mcfarland toys pvc resin dc direct stuff you know? Yeah. Oh, I don't gotta paint that shit or nothing. It just shows up. It comes pre-painted. Hell yeah, Bam. dude! I was I was painting my McFarlane toys in like the late '90s or early 2000s or whatever the fuck. They, they really need to get repainted. toys. They do, dude. I was totally repainting yeah. all them shits. All you guys, you guys saw my Batman, right? The the mm -hmm. Batman. That was a McFarlane toy. Duh, duh. <laughs> duh Batman. I mean, if it, it wasn't Batman, it wasn't him returning. It wasn't the Dark Knight Rising, wasn't or forever. beginning, <laughs> or forever, or it was just the Batman. So are you guys, so are you guys going to MMSI this year, and are you putting your shit in? Yes. Well, Brian, yes, yes if yes. you and Julio I mean, show up, I right will there, also attend. What is it? Is it's is it October twenty second? Right? So? I believe it's October, late October, this year. I'm yes. kind of every, every that's not that's no, not so. terrible, dude, Brian. Me. If you guys show yes. up, not only will I bring Pabs, but I'll also be in full Captain America cosplay the whole fucking time. Fuck hey. I don't find, I don't, I mean, I think that that's fun, but I don't think that the whole full Captain America cosplay is necessary. What? what? Right. 
think that if you just bring listen. Chris that, and, and just and then just have a good time, I think we'll listen, be okay. Listen, I mean, there's guys that dress up at those. <laughs> Can you, I, I, just want you guys to, I don't care. I just listen, want you listen. guys to I just want you guys to imagine a Filipino guy, uh, a South Asian guy, uh, a six foot tall white man. And a small ass Audi, and one of them is dressed up like Captain America, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't figure. Out. Yes, yes. I'm on board. Well, like Kyle, bro, I'm all right. Forward. And then, then be following us, you have Kyle, Kyle, six foot tall, right? Yeah. And you, then you have me, who's like you know six four, and then you have Julio, who is six like feet, six yeah. three. Yeah, he's pretty tall too, right? Yeah, six two, six three. You motherfuckers right? aren't fitting hey. in my car. He's got a touch, touch of Hispanic yeah. in him. And, uh, you know, I'm just saying. Fine. We're, we're diverse group. We're going to bring Kyle. lads. Kyle Subaru. That fits five. And my shield. Oh, yeah, yeah. We can, I'll take the car out. The, the car seat out. We'll be good. Yeah. Just remember, so, Brian. Quick it's, update. We just get a rental. Um the MMSI Military Miniature Society of Illinois is happening in the Marriott in Shambaugh. 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 Anyway, October 20th to 21st. So that Friday and Saturday. Can we get an actual pronunciation? Is it Schomburg? Schomburg, yeah. I can't. For some reason. I couldn't say specific. I don't fucking know what's wrong with me, guys. Shambaugh. Carl, I was seriously thought you were saying, you were saying like Shambla. I was like, that's like somewhere in mythical subcontractor is Shambaugh. And I was like, that's not the word, though. It's Shambaugh. I can't even say, why can't I fucking say it? What's wrong with me, guys? Schomburg. So it's happening, was it October? What was it? Was it Kyle? October twentieth, Friday, October twentieth, Saturday twenty first. So the main the, event, much like at, um, at the, the Renaissance oh, Chicago Marriott, <laughs> Chicago Marriott in Schaumburg, in Schaumburg. <laughs> Don't make me mm-hmm. say it by myself, please. <laughs> Something is wrong. I can't even say specific. Okay, good. I could say it. There so, you go. We're good. And and for anybody oh. who's listening out there, guys, you can meet the whole podcast team. In one place. They Captain America. America. In Shwamba. In Shwamba. They might. In Shwamba. No, I mean, are you kidding me? No, J- fucking Jim and Barry run that shit. Yep, that's, yep. Their, that's their um, jammy. Jim is the chief so. judge. And, uh, um, yeah, I'm going to have to, if I'm out there, uh, if I'm, if I can make it to this event, I am going to be a, um, trainee mm-hmm. i'll have a, like a little sash and stuff like uh, so that i can observe the judging and and you know add my thoughts for what it's worth oh my satchel still <laughs> a tiara yes, a does he get an anti-manty at uh a shield anti- no. shield well, why can't you make no it just means that i can ha- that means that i can just hang around but my opinions don't matter um but why can't you make it i know julio just can't make it because he won't come alone what? No, no, I can make it. I think it. you'll take advantage <laughs> of me, that. honestly. The three of you, you can what? take me. No, yeah. we wouldn't do that. I want that. No, no. There'd be, I'd be on your side, Julio. I want you, Don't worry. I want you to come with Brian, right? We'll help you in any way we can. And I want to feed you deep dish pizza. Ugh. Yes. It's not as good as it sounds, Julio. Don't buy into it. It's not as good. You know what you're talking about. No, no, you don't want that deep dish pizza. You want actual Chicago yeah, style yeah, pizza, though. You don't want I'm gonna, I'm gonna feed him. I didn't, I didn't say I was gonna give him Chicago style pizza. I said deep dish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, will. I know. And so I say I, as a 
former resident of the Midwest. I will not allow this to happen. I'll pull out my special Iowa staff. I'll slam it on the ground like Gandalf. You shall not transgress this pizza atrocity. Detroit staff. Detroit style pizza is the Jets shit. Pizza, I love that know? shit. I'll try it. Yeah, Detroit pizza is good as oh, fuck. We can definitely we can definitely go out into the city after the night. Uh, we'll get get like peace. Pab, don't worry. I told you we're gonna chloroform <laughs> your whole family. Give them weed brownies, <laughs> including your including, child. And your child will be safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember, we're getting patched high too. You don't need to be. He, the, man the, is, the man is a bliss. He's a blissful little man. Bless <laughs> he's high on life. He's such a good boy. Speaking of, high so, so, yeah. so my neighbor has actually started smoking weed. Yeah. Okay. Right? Um, and so th- this man is weighs about a total of like 98 pounds. And he's okay. from like the northern parts eight. of India. Yeah. He's from like northern oh, India. Oh, okay. right? All right. Um, but he's Legit. recently taken up marijuana, and yet <laughs> does he have a condition, or is it just recreationally, right? And uh, even though it's legal, right? I think he still thinks right. that it's illegal. Oh, <laughs> so man. he hides and smokes it, <laughs> like around the building. Oh, dog! But not in the house, right? So not with like when his wife and kids are there. So he comes mm-hmm. outside, goes around the sure. garage, and, and and every time I catch him. He'll just be like, you can totally see him. He's like tweaked out. <laughs> I mean, he's like he's stoned, stone, right? And he just looks at you. And, and has anxiety. Yeah, and he's like, yes. like he got busted. <laughs> Right. It's fucking it's hilarious. Not what it is. It's not what it is, oh, officer. Dude. It's not it's what wild. it is. It's just a cigarette. She'd be like, she'd be like, you good, yeah, right? <laughs> like, boom. Hey, you straight? Yeah. No, don't, no, don't do you that. You guys That's need bad. to come. <laughs> like, this poor man is already fucking dealing with enough shit. Right, <laughs> like, exactly. But you guys definitely. Do not harsh this man's mellow. You guys definitely yeah. need to come, man. It's, uh. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just Chicago. I'm with my it. house is no, more than I would love to do open to you guys, even though we have to drive an hour to get to Shambong. Shambong. Fucking hell, why can't I know it's weird. Okay? I, I They're all weird. Guys, we're talking about Indian Indian what is going on in my head? Or Native American names. I legitimately more times than I can count, and I could not pronounce the word for fucking. Like, it like sounds like you're saying the lost mythical city of Shambhala. Like, <laughs> where are Shambhala. we going? Shambhala. Shambhala? Yeah. So it's just fucking yeah, Shambhala. is the name of the fire protection company that we're working with on the project. Shambhala. But it's not Schomburg. Schomburg is a town in Illinois, north of Chicago. But I, for some reason, keep saying Shamba. And I, it's, I'm like, what's yeah. wrong with me, guys? What's it's the, you used to come hang out with losing. your Jagoff group all the time. <laughs> I, I, three pumps, man. I'm not on, yeah. I'm on par tonight. Didn't make it six. <laughs> so, uh, in turn, uh, so resin kits. Uh, that's pretty much it, man. Like, after that, you know, de- if you have decals, apply your decals. If you have um, any me- metal parts apply them here <laughs> um that you know and you you go metal before yeah. or after primer uh i depends. go you painting your yeah, metal it depends on what you're doing yeah if you're if you're if you're not painting like for example metal thrusters i usually just leave as metal let's put it in on there. right it's just okay yeah. Sure. If it's if it's I'm talking about like photo etch. Oh, photo etch. It's yeah. like photo etch armor plates or details or whatever. Uh, prior or after? Uh, do you use special primer? I use special primer. Yes, that's metal. Well, etch. I use special or primer use special before I use regular primer. Surface. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So it sticks ah, to the special okay. primary. Yes. On the cool. whole kit That's or good. just on those metal parts? I should have said that. Like you stick on them the on parts. and just... then kind of, yeah, okay. No, well, so what I do is I don't stick them on yet. So I, I, I apply the metal primer, I apply the regular primer, and I apply the paint before I even stick them on. And obviously, I, you know, if they need folding or they need bending, I bend them first before I do any of that. Um, you don't want to. So you put the metal primer on, oh, you put the metal primer on, then you put the regular primer on, then you put your paint on, then you put your metal parts on? Correct. Are these metal parts painted or unpainted? They're painted. Well, okay. photo etch. And painted. then you go... Yeah, photo. It's all I'm talking about. Metal photo etch, whatever. I'm not talking. Well, I mean, yeah, Tamiya does like cast landing gear shit, whatever. Not what we're talking about. We're talking about robots. Um, yeah, so like this, you know, this kid has like photo etch parts and stuff. So you would go through the process of doing all of that work and then not match painting the photo etch part. Well, usually or do you consider the photo etch part to be, I suppose probably conditional. Yeah. Right? It's, it's situational, right? Like, you know, if, if it's like an right. inner frame piece or a piece that, that peeks out from the inner frame, it's going to be the same color as the inner frame. However, it depends on the, yeah, it depends on whether or not it's going to match the frame. If it's going to be something metallic, then, you know, I'm not going to, right. I'm not going to glue that on, and paints and then you know paint the whole thing whatever color and then mask it off and then paint it metallic because that's just extra work that's not necessary um if you are careful True. if you know what you're yeah, doing you do that yeah and mm -hmm. if you know your methodology you can paint that separately and be able to apply it without damaging piece um speaking of you know, applying, I, I glue yeah i do yeah I, I i take extra care i don't use ca glue on photo etch because it's damaging um, yeah. I use. That was my question. Yeah, well, what would you use to stick it down? I, so what do you? Use? I use um, water-based PVC glue. Oh, so you use like PVA? Yeah, PVA, yeah. Or PVC? You use PVC? PVA? PVA. 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 Uh, in the UK, PVA it's PVC glue, glue but here it's PVA. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's your same thing as like your canopy glue, your Elmer's glue, your white yeah. glue. Mm -hmm. it, exactly. it, it dries. Yeah. You know, it comes out cloudy, but it dries clear. Um, and uh, if you ever make a mistake, it's not going to peel or pull your paint. And it's, since it's water-based, you can just apply a little bit of water if you need to to remove it and dab, dab, dab. Mm. Oh, that's fantastic. I didn't know that before. I actually just removed it from old-fashioned separation methods. When I did my Messerschmitt, I had some clouding inside the canopy after it was masked for like, fuck, eight months or <laughs> some dumb shit. And yeah. <laughs> um, Goddamn. <sighs> yeah uh yeah but yeah so um it's good to know that you can add some a little bit of water to that to reactivate the glue rehydrate it um that's also kind of like an aligned to uh conservation techniques and i like that that's cool it's shit. very it's it's a it's a very cool way of doing it and and you know when i initially started doing this i was i was on the same boat oh well, yeah you're using ca glue it's, it's what i have on hand it's what's handy it's it's right there um but it it does like you know it, it can be damaging it can get foggy it can if you misalign um the placement um it's almost impossible to pull that off without damaging the things around it so uh yeah it's better to to go for a weaker glue like like you know like the water-based stuff um because you it's i mean if you're if you're not using acrylic uh, acrylic based paint um it's not going to it's not going to damage your lacquers it's not going to damage your enamels uh and um it will keep your photo etch part secure so it's better to just be safe than sorry all right and that's it Good. cool because i've always used uh ca mm. and i've always used like uh sand acrylate for my photo etch shit 
because um, it's hard to get stuff to stick to resin. Sure. Right. If you're not using resin. So when I did my when I was doing my resin props and all that bullshit, I used to actually use resin to resin to pre-build shit. Mm -hmm. So like if I wanted to get my Borderlands stuff that was made out of a bunch of different components to seal together, I would, you know, clean and sand the surfaces and I would actually apply a layer of of uncatalyzed resin or like catalyzed resin before it kicked off to the components, fucking stick them shits together and then permabond them. Right. And, like, and I mean, CA, because CA glue is good for that. CA only so good, right? Because, well, yeah, as long as it has something to grab yeah. to, but what it, all it does, is it just like, yeah, it makes a, it, it, it makes itself hard. But if it doesn't grab to anything, though, you're just dealing with, like I was talking about earlier, capillary action, which is just like, you know, that bond between smooth surfaces that holds them together. It's like, I don't know if it's electrostatic or hydrostatic or what it is, but like, that bond that holds that shit together and it's actually not incredibly strong it can be mm -hmm. incredibly strong but a lot of times in a lot of situations it's not if you're dealing with like sharp shear forces and stuff like that you know it'll it'll knock the head off your model you know yep. so it talking about pinning earlier you're not really touching back onto that like it really does make a difference to put a pin in there to help reinforce that bond yeah. i mean and then also you i mean know. depending on how uh the ca glue is i mean first of all how it's um what, what type you use uh, whether it's a gel or a, a more uh, less viscous material or. Yeah, well, th yeah, thin, heavy and then like slow fat set, fast set. They mm -hmm. all produce different kinds of molecular bonds. Exactly. Just like protein. I mean, some of that stuff can right. get in incredibly brittle. And, um, you know, if you have if you have any kind of weight on that CA glue, depending on what it is, it it, it might not be able to hold that weight um, for too long. So while it might work initially, like eventually in time, it'll, it might become um, a lot more fragile than, than you're expecting and it'll come off. So um, when it comes to, at least for photo edge, because for one, that's never load bearing anyway. And so, you know, with, 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 um, with my, that water-based glue, it, it, I've never had that issue. And it's a lot more flexible than, than CA glue. So it doesn't, it doesn't get brittle. I wonder if that fucks with rigging. Because I know that rigging a lot requires a lot of like hard bonds and like flexible, like semi-flexible material for the rigging. Um, I mean, just as a note, well, like CA. Just as a note, I never use CA glue for load-bearing joints. I always use a two-part epoxy. True. Mm. Always. You're talking about rigging, interesting, like on aircraft, like the or, or ships, the ships or whatever, yeah, man. Yeah. Anything. Yeah, I wonder. Anywhere. That's anywhere good... you might need it. Yeah. I guess I'm gonna have to try it the next time I build that Messerschmitt or the Zero. Yeah. yeah, right for the antenna. Right. Yeah, man. Oh, interesting. I've got um. Oh, we got a trainer up here though. What the fuck is this thing? I can't see it because I'm blind as hell and old. That uh, oh, I can't see it because it's yellow and white. Thanks, Ravel. Uh, <laughs> one of those old old uh tra trainer planes pre uh, World War Two, uh by by wing trainer mm. planes. Then I got that you know that triplane to play with. I look forward to having fun. That's this year. right. Well, thanks for all your input, Julio. Appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Great <laughs> <laughs> night. And on that note, everything I've learned, uh, I've learned from you guys. So fuck you. Not from me, motherfucker. Not from me. <laughs> yeah, I welcome. know nothing. Just remember, Julio. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. Yeah, I forgot Christian inside Bale. Is <laughs> what I do inside <laughs> you? Under the sheets. Oh, no, 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 no,
I thought we made it up. It's not who I am beneath what I do inside you. I keep trying to get away, but they just bring me back in. <laughs> Did so, you guys happen to read the chat too? Uh, you know, that was a fun one that Babs anyway, brought up. <laughs> no, I'm not going to mention that, Kyle. Um, anyway, I hope that that answers uh, our listeners' question. <laughs> <Did> um, not. <laughs> <laughs> it only opened up another can of worms. <laughs> So many oh, cans. He had so many questions. Only worms. We answered two. <laughs> uh, I mean, yes, I, raw dog. I mean, if, even even if we we fail to answer all of your questions, we're all available. If you need any more kind of tips and stuff, um, you know, we we're all pretty much, uh, huh. you know, whatever you feel like we're versed in, I'm sure one of us can answer you. So. Um, hopefully this at least covers some of uh, some of the the questions that you might have had um, at the end of the day once you kind of or you can always join the discord yeah there you go nicely no. there you go come talk to us about it in person and because we'll all we're, a lot of us are in there we're not all in there all the time but a lot of us are in there all the time active. and and there's a huge group of cool people that are interested in in fucking picking your brain's nose yeah and, and just remember, you know, this advice also ad- ad- applies to your real life, like dating situation spouse. Don't double peg the wrong hole. <laughs> Truth. Let it breathe. Facts. Let it breathe. Uh, just don't, <laughs> or any or any for that matter. Just on the quick topic of the discord. Um, I am blown away by some of the work that people have posted um, in, in wh- whether or not it's a work in progress or a completed build. Um, some of that stuff has been fantastic, fantastic work. Yeah. Beyond the work that's been posted, the discourse related to that work and or just the conversations that are going on are oh, yeah. just great conversations. Post episode conversations yeah. are great. I, I love seeing introspect from our listeners because we don't get that firsthand. Yeah, so, so it's great to see it. If, if you guys don't, you know, I know there's like a, an option to leave a review of the episode or um, usually so the way that the the episodes are, are kind of published there's always like a, a at the bottom of, of each episode there's like so what did you think of this episode you know nobody ever really uses that minus Julio one time I don't know why what he was doing but he answered the question <laughs> but it's being good the um the the discord is a really good way of connecting with other people who listen to the podcast as well as ourselves because we're all in that discord um if you know, if you kind of wanna, if you want to discuss um, the topic further, or if there's something that we didn't touch on enough, or you know, whatever, or you know, something that we might have omitted, um, it's it's the best place to kind of do that without without it being in somewhat of a public forum. That mm. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So join the Discord if you need a link. It's on um, the Built Sideways podcast on IG. Uh, you can also hit us up on any of our individual socials, and we would be glad to send you said link. In fact, I sent one today um, for Neoprince. Um, he has a new base that he's pushing out. Hell yeah. So cool. um, he had just joined the Discord today. Um, again, uh, I'm assuming this is like part two of many more discussions because, I mean, it's, there is a rabbit hole when it comes to resin. There's so many like what-if situations in the nature. So if you've got a particular project oh, yeah. you're working on and you want some insight, you hit us up. We can talk about it further. No, just to the hey, yeah. Uh, coincidentally, I'm sorry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna interrupt you, Chris. I'm gonna interrupt you, Kyle. I'm just gonna barge <laughs> right in here. My big ass will do. Um, I have locked in a guest, Mike Hilliary, 
to talk to with us about process and uh, methodology, organizing, project planning, stuff like that when it comes to miniature painting. So he's going to come and join us on a, on a conversation soon that will also tie into what we're talking about today. And I think that that's fantastic. Chris, what were you going to say? Um, just as a tease, like for the next like kind of resin centric episode, um, I do want to talk about 3D printing. Um, more specifically oh. resin 3D printing kind of the pitfalls because there you know I have um, a couple of stories and a couple of experiences that I want to talk to guys about in terms of the, the, the pitfalls and, and the kind of things that I learned to stay away from when it comes to um, the details that I want to bring out when it comes to stuff like that because it's not really something that I've seen people talk about and um, I know there's a you know, there's like a, a really big interest in terms of our hobby with that hobby. So let's, um, as, as a quick tease, I think it's, it, it'll be, that'll be on its way. And, and, um, I think at this point, uh, a handful of us are, are now a little bit more, uh, a little bit more experienced when it comes to that, that medium. And, um, I kind of curious to see if our opinion of that, that, uh, that way of, and that method of making remains the same um, as, uh, as time goes on. So it'll be interesting. Um, I think, I think that'll be a good discussion for I have to clean my vat out, by the way, I, I've had resin. Kyle's a goddamn liar. There is no link for the discord on the build sideways podcast. IG. What it's in the, link the tree. fuck? I thought there was. It's in the Mother, link tree. Mother fudger. Oh, oh, listen here, old man. You gotta click the, the fucking link. Calling me out. Listen. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. What is that? What is that? What does it say? That's the, for our listeners. That's the link. It says Build Sideways Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify. <laughs> Let's go down. I've got the link trees and the critical builds, but um, I think the, the, the Discord one is in the episode descriptions. Okay. Yeah. So oh, it's somewhere go. we're gonna fix oh, yeah. this. Though. We're gonna have <laughs> yeah, an entry on the podcast because I don't yeah, want to be called a liar. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you go, no, exactly. Just like just, yeah. if you go to the posts for the episodes on on the Built Sideways mm-hmm. podcast Instagram, it's always there. Like the you know, check out our Patreon and stuff like that. And then usually link in bio this. by USA yeah. Gundam. Yeah. No. If that link is broken, hit us up on our socials, which are also linked within the show notes. Mm-hmm. So many links. Uh, link, link is fighting to save yeah. Zelda. No, I mean, it's just the nature of the beast, brother. Don't forget to check out the other podcasts that talk about models on skillmodelpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been set up by Scott. That's going to get in a uh, Scott Gentry over at the uh, the Skill Model Podcast. Yeah. Um, and it's going to get an update soon. So there's going to be more stuff for you guys to all see. Um, friends of the, of the shows as well as the associated shows and stuff. And there's a bunch of new cool stuff out there. So check out everything and uh, like what you like and also like what you don't like. Because, shit, man, it's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so I guess I'm back to being a host. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, and I, I, we have Patreon. Yeah, you've always been the Thank host. you for our Patreon. I just interrupt you. Yeah. Okay, Brian. Why is your beard so dark? I don't know. It's growing in pretty thick. I'm, you know, I'm liking it, but it's getting kind of frizzy. Anyway, we're going on a tangent. Um, I have a beard, guys. It's delicious. Uh, maybe not for like eating because I get hairs in my mouth, but you know. Anyway, yeah, fuck with your beard. Uh, I want to thank around the hole. Yeah. <laughs> just like use the, the outer lip as a guide to 
Yeah, it's three parts. It's front and side and then edges, you know? It's just beard trimming oh, etiquette. Back, yeah. side to side. Um, anyway, uh, thank you to our Patreons. If you would like to become a Patreon, it's not a requirement. It's just something that helps us keep the lights on. Um, you know, there's a link for that. We got that oh, on the Built Sideways podcast IG. Or no, is that also just a Spotify link? Anyway, it's on yeah. my page. Um, I got that, but... Um, I'm going on a tangent and I'm losing track. No, no, yeah, you got you got it. So um, you know, follow us all on our Instagrams or or our social media stuff. Uh Clueless underscore gumpla underscore builder, bro underscore builder, the underscore old underscore Ronin, uh clip and nubs, Chris underscore pabs. Um you know, if you guys have any questions, send messages through there or join the Discord, ask a question there. Or if you guys want to, like this gentleman here who emailed it to us email us at built sideways podcast at gmail.com um ask your question and i promise you eventually we'll get it on an episode and we'll answer your questions there um i just as a note and i think i've done this before but um i do want to do a q a episode eventually so maybe i'll put it up on i'll put it up on the patreon and the discord to see if we can garner up a couple more questions and then maybe we can do an entire episode of just us answering people's questions um fuck it we'll do it live Mm. <laughs> <laughs> someday we will do a live recording i promise but um we'll have to organize that somehow i don't know we'll see yeah i know i have an idea we need a hotline we need a hotline no <laughs> the phones are live there, there are there are facilities that are built into the various applications that that are available to do that kind of thing like so, those uh, plus, like those uh plus model mojo did that mm-hmm. i participated with those guys mike and dave which was pretty tight it was a little bit rudimentary but they're figuring it out and i think that we could probably do the same kind of thing yeah. so that's pretty cool yeah like we got to get those girls from john wick excommunicado all the phone wire. The, the, the no, we just need to participate with our listeners and have a quality conversation. I keep pouring water on We'll see. do it your way. I love you, Z. Welcome back, brother. Yeah, he's back. Appreciate get him. Get him now while the the inventory is there because it's it's going to fall In off the shelves. Yeah. We're just going to use. <laughs> only AI. Brian gets that reference. I know Pog. I know, right? In Pog form. You know what that's from? Slammers. Okay. Okay. I love that stuff. No, no, no. no. Brian, don't no. answer. You know, I'll tell you what. Uh, whoever can answer this question in, in feedback in the comments for the next episode, uh, I'll send you a dick pic. All right? <laughs> send you one of those resin kits he has. No, we're trying to scare him away. Stop all it. All right, all right. Some other awesome prize. And right. in Pog <laughs> form. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap this shit up. Get the back oh my butt. god! The front uh, first five callers get a tamagotchi. <laughs> it's already dead. You, you haven't fed it in years, so sorry. Mm. I want to get thank you. Did tamagotchi make a resurgence? They did yeah, for a while. Back into having them. Oh yeah, they keep doing. They're gonna continue. It's yeah. the '90s still. We're back in the '90s, guys. Welcome to, welcome to Pokemon. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Gotta catch them all, right. Pokemon. Anyway, um, it's been a pleasure. Don't forget to build it sideways. Build it sideways, <laughs> uh, and hopefully you enjoy the episode. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. 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 Bye.